Hello and welcome to another episode of Mike M's Weekly Reads. Today was supposed to be a uh, Geek Brunch retrocast, but nobody could make it except for me. So I decided to do a Mike M's Weekly Reads. I was uh, two weeks behind uh, schedule anyway because I skipped last Friday and I didn't feel like recording yesterday. I got home and seems like the weekends go by so fast and I just don't have enough time to do everything I want so I don't even do close to what I want it's so weird um, I wish I could do more but uh, yesterday was pretty fun we tried a new restaurant that was a a food truck but the food truck is like outside the restaurant they like bought a gas station and that's where you sit and they still cook in the food truck but it's called the roll-up and uh, it was just really tasty. Um, we got fried pickles. I got a Cuban, which I enjoyed very much. We came with fries. And uh, Barb got uh, wonton nachos, uh, chicken wonton nachos. And that was really tasty. Um, the cheese is different. Uh, it's like a Mexican cheese, but it. I don't even like nachos, and I like these nachos. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it was it was a pretty good. And then we went to the flea market, and uh, there's this comics cave. This this guy that has this area in the flea market, he uh, used to work at the comic store Ed's, and then COVID hit, and then he stopped working there, and just runs his sub store at uh, in, in the flea market. <clears throat> And uh, the last time I went there, I picked up a bunch of dollar books. This time he had 50 cent books. And I, it was just the boxes I had already gone through. But uh, I guess what I didn't realize when I gone through the boxes the first time is that I didn't I, I didn't have a lot of the, the X ongoing. So I had Comics Greatest World X and a few of the first issues of X. But I didn't have all of them so I what I wanted I remember seeing them there and uh, went back and I picked them up I also picked up several barbed wires which almost completes I think it did complete my run of uh, barbed wire uh, and then there was another machine and uh, one other one so it got me closer to completing my comics greatest worlds universe uh, although I still am missing a lot of ghosts because there was a I think ghost was the most successful property of comics greatest worlds even though barbed wire got a film um, with Pamela Anderson I, I should watch that see if I can track that down on streaming um, to just to see it again <laughs> but uh, yeah, I picked up a lot of Comics Greatest Worlds uh, comics. Uh, there was a few uh, Telos. I almost got a, I don't know, 1 through 10 of Telos, which was uh, Dezago, uh, we, um Mike, what is his name? Mike Riringo, Riringo. He's the guy that did Impulse and stuff. And that's a fantasy-based stuff. I already read issue 1. And let's see what else did I get. Most of it was that Comics Greatest World. Um, there was a comics comic. Oh, I got 
a couple of Ghost Rider 2099s, which I knew I didn't have. I got a few Tom Strongs, but a couple of duplicates. I didn't realize I had the Vertigo series, the original series. I, I did pick up uh, the Machine. I already talked about that. A few more issues of Leave It to Chance. The image version of Trekker, which was just a one-shot that I didn't have. I've been buying the Kickstarters of Trekker and usually getting the art, but the art got too expensive. I couldn't, could no longer support at that level. There was also a series I'd never heard of, and it's weird for me not to have heard of anything, but it's before the Fantastic Four Reed Richards. That looks pretty damn cool. Uh, another Psy Spy, I only need issue... This is Doug Munch and uh, Paul Galassi with Palmiati on inks. Uh, another Ghost Rider 2099. Young Liars, I almost got a full run. I still have... And I've already read Young Liars, so you're like... Oh, Motorhead was the other book I picked up from Comics Greatest World. But Young Liars... Um, I was recently playing that game on Twitter where you post your uh, comics that begin with the letter Y. And uh, I had read all of Young Liars. I even have a shirt with her on it. It's a David Laffam series, and it's an amazing Vertigo series. And I was going through my database, and I was like, wow, I didn't have the singles. I only read this in trade. I, I read it in uh, trade. And uh, I loved it. So they had the... Almost the full run for 50 cents. I had to take advantage of it. Some Dr. Pepper. I quenched my thirst. And then I picked up uh, some from Marvel Comics, Star Trek Unlimited, which seems to be a mishmash of all the Star Trek properties. It'll have original crew. It'll have next gen. And I've been trying to... Uh, complete a lot of the uh of those and then uh i i'm really close to a full run of wolverine and i picked up a few issues that had just came in they're they're uh, vg copies they're not the greatest it's like 25 32 36 37 47 I picked up a uh, Beyond Zero Hour. Uh, looks like a wizard uh, book. Is it wizard or is it something else? I'm not sure. Yeah, Wizard Press Presents. And uh, a Punisher Wolverine African Saga. This one I know I didn't have because I didn't buy a lot of the... Uh, uh, deluxe format issues. This was cover priced at uh, $5.95 and it had uh, Jim Lee art. So, uh, yeah, I can't go wrong with that. Um, Carl Potts does the story and layouts, and uh, Jim Lee does the layouts and finished arts. Gregory Wright on colors, but uh, yeah, I think I made out good on that because uh, he, he sold me those eight books for 20 bucks, so it's like two something 
a copy, not quite three. And uh, yeah, so I did some back issue, cheap back issue purchases. I, I wanted to go look for some more Wolverine at the flea market, but uh, I was already taking up too much time. And uh, we were we ha we hadn't eaten lunch, and we wanted to go to the roll up. I wasn't too concerned with me because I had breakfast, but Barb hadn't eaten, so uh, wanted to not spend more time than I needed to. Uh, but I do want to go back because uh, he has like the cheapy bins, which I I think I went through all of them. And there's still some Vertigo stuff that I don't have that are in there, but uh, and there was a a couple of uh, X forces that are in the h hundreds that I I'm pretty sure I don't have, but uh, I can try to catch those later. And then I do want to go through his boxes of just uh, regular comic books, so. Yeah, there was some good stuff. It's it's interesting though because there's three people that own that like indoor flea market area. I guess they it even has a security thing where they like can close their store. But uh they all shopped at Ed's or still shop at Ed's, so it's interesting to see them all there. But uh yeah, that was pretty cool. And uh I did um, pick up my comics this week. Uh, Ed had said some of the business is slowing down lately. Um, he was, usually I don't like to talk politics, but uh, the Roe versus Raid thing came and he was fired up about it. I was really surprised to see that, but um, I was fired up too. But I was like, when you own a store, you got to kind of like. Uh, tone it down a little bit because you're going to definitely have customers on one side and customers on the other side and you got to just uh, keep it keep it uh, on the low <laughs> but uh, I, I'm finally uh, getting over uh, the aftermath of the vid um, <clears throat> I still have a cough but I don't feel uh, run down anymore, which is good. So I can uh, exercise on the elliptical, even though I haven't. I've I've got on there on Friday, and I felt pretty good. And um, I've been walking Harley without. Today I walked during the rain. Um, so yeah, we we've been doing pretty good. Um, slowly getting back. I still have like uh, like a buildup of phlegm, but I had that before like allergies and I'm supposed to get back on this allergy medication that's supposed to help me get rid of that but during COVID I tried the allergy medication and it was making me feel worse so I kind of came off of it and then I got a notification which I don't I could ignore but another work notification that says you've been next to somebody that has COVID uh test yourself again on Sunday oh boy <laughs> so uh yeah, it's like a, a crazy uh, outbreak. I, I was hoping, I'm usually careful. I don't understand. It must be extremely airborne, um, to tell you the truth, because I'm masked up 80% of the time. Um, the 20% is like when I'm drinking and eating and by myself. Um, but if, if it's in the air or the filtration, 
then I, I guess it, there's nothing you can do to protect yourself against that. Um, so there's that. I, I do want to kind of go through a couple of uh, questions. And let's see what we have here. I've been saving a lot on bookmarks because if there's a video I want to watch, I save it and then I forget to remove it. And uh, I start stacking up a lot. So let's see. I think I already answered that, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I answered these three, so I'm going to remove them from Dennis. I think I answered that last time, and the disaster planning one from Martin. So. Um, <clears throat> See, there's that cough. So uh, Nick says from Nerdy Legion, they don't record enough. And then I just found out one of my favorite podcasts is going to go to a, a – you have a weekly podcast, and they're going to a ad hoc tempo, which means I could get once a month, once every other month, or once every three months. So I have to find another podcast to fill it. So – if you're on Twitter, and you, I think you kind of know what I like. I like non-structured podcasts, and if it is structured, I like the uh, I like them to go off on tangents. If they don't go off on tangents, I don't want to listen to it. If they just read me back the content of what happens in a comic, and I don't get their personality or how they feel about the book, I don't want that. Um, I like when it's just ad hoc banter between uh, two hosts and uh, they have good uh, banter back and forth. So if you have uh, or know of a podcast that sort of goes off on tangents, has a little structure to it, but not a lot, has comics as 65% of the podcast uh, I don't care if they go off in the TV and movies and games, but as long as it's highly comic books, um, that's what I'd like. And it, you could tweet at me at Mike Myers Brunch and say, hey, this podcast might be for you. Check it out because I need to fill in an extra spot um, because I had it perfectly. And now that this available spot is there, um, I am going to be short. Uh, so, and I, I've tried a couple, I've dipped my toe, but they fell into those, oh, let's go over this book and let's go over this book. And there wasn't that banter and ad hocness to it that I really like. So, um, I haven't found one yet. I haven't tried looking real hard, but, uh, if you have something to recommend, that's like my own podcast, like Geek Brunch, where the hosts just go off, uh, Nerdy Legion, uh, I like 11 o'clock comics, even though they cover the books. 
there's a lot of banter and the host stuff. So if, you know, podcasts like that, um, recommend me something. But uh, let me go find Nick's question. They're, they don't come out, out enough or I'd, I'd have be covered. They come out once a month, once every other month. You never know when you get a nerdy legion. But uh, you're going to make a deli lunch meat sandwich. What meat do you what meat do you choose? Rank them. Oh ham, turkey, roast beef, pastrami, olive loaf, uh, bologna. I would go with my top as turkey and ham. They're they're almost like tied. I alternate between the two. I like roast beef, but usually I'd only do roast beef at Arby's. But um, that would be my third. So I got one, two. Uh, olive loaf I like a lot with mustard. I don't know if is olive loaf pickle and pimento. I don't think so. Maybe it is called olive loaf. Pastrami is my last. Bologna is right after. No, I'd say bologna. If it's fried bologna, I'd go ham, turkey, fried bologna, roast beef, olive loaf, pastrami is last. I I don't know why I don't like pastrami that much. Um, We used to have it plentiful back when I was a kid. Maybe that's why I don't like it. uh, Because most of the sandwiches were pastrami. Um, That was the one meat my dad loved. So we all got that lunch meat. That and bologna. Bologna, The fried bologna sandwiches were a big part of my childhood. And I still like those. Those are really tasty. Uh, So that ranks them. What are your three favorite cassette covers? Not the music, just the cover itself. Hmm. The Outfield Play Deep would definitely have to be one of the most memorable covers to me. Um, Blink-182's Damn It. Uh, that would be another one that has a cow and a cow brand on it. Uh, ACDC's Back in Black. I like all the ACDC albums a lot. Um, I think that's what I'll go with. Even though, no... Yeah, I'll go with that. Those are the three that come to mind. So, and then it scrolled on me, so I I didn't get to uh, finish that. How long, this is also a Nick Wetmore song, how long is too long of a hug? And it becomes awkward. I I don't think any of the hugs become awkward, in my opinion. Duration. I think duration is based on emotion. Uh, If someone passes, that hug can last a long fucking time. Um, uh, Just a a 
a hello hug uh, that 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 could is just about a second you know um sometimes if you haven't seen somebody in a very long time that could last a long long time so i i think it's just depends on the circumstance and i've never felt awkward uh hugging anybody uh, personally i only hug people that i feel like i know um any casual acquaintances i don't uh but like even a listener i'll hug like i'll hug reed if i see reed <laughs> at a convention or you know all the people that that i've met and i feel like i know i'll hug them the people that i don't know i i don't know if i want to hug them and 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 then it gets a little more strange with the world of covid you know like it, it just becomes a little more awkward but yeah that's a, a decent question it's something that happens um i'm still trying to remove bookmarks as we get through them another nick whitmore question i know you wanted to pick backup guitar have you started it yet no if i do start it it'll probably be when i retire i just don't have enough time to do anything um comics reading is a big part of my saturdays saturday is usually a movie and then chill at night. Sunday is usually two podcasts and grocery shopping in the middle and yard work. And Saturday is really my only free day. And at night, I get home, you know, 6.30, 7, uh, eat dinner, watch some TV, and then uh, go to bed. So I just don't have enough time. Uh, I wished I did. Uh, can't wait to uh, go to a part-time schedule or retire and then pick up some hobbies that I have time for. But right now, I don't. And I, I, I have taken lessons a little bit. And uh, I sucked because I have fat fingers. And um, I wasn't the best at, like, you know, moving my fingers quickly enough on certain riffs and stuff. So, yeah, I'd have to take practice, and hopefully I won't be too old, so I can't do that. But, um, yeah. Uh, the next question is from Nick Wetmore. He says, have you adapted to the new car and have become a new car dude yet? Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, I... I, I like my Honda. Um, I have a passport, and uh, I don't regret buying it. Uh, it had one big flaw that I had to keep taking it back for. The connectors in the back during temperature changes would s stop the entertainment center from playing or, or have a popping sound, and it was really annoying. But other than that, it it's, runs really well. It, it's nice to drive in. But I miss the analog things. I, I'm very retro and very... I miss my Durango. Somebody else has it right now that we know. And um, it had the cassette player and the CD player. And I, I like those. And I just like the way it drove. Um, I liked... The only things that were digital were like the windows um which is the only piece that broke <laughs> i had to replace the driver's side 
digital uh, control uh, twice on that Durango. Other than it was, other than that, it was on like near perfect, and uh, I do miss it. Uh, and I, I wonder if I wonder if the leaks weren't as bad as the that the uh, vendor told me they were, because the guy who has it now is like it's not leaking, but um, I I don't know. Um, I miss it. And, and I don't know if anybody feels that way about it's the only time I've become like super attached to a car like I love that 2001 Dodge Durango uh, that, that I was attached to it Betsy was a good a good Durango and uh, tough tough powerful engine uh, a lot of room in the back more than my uh, passport but um yeah i don't know if i'll ever feel attached to a vehicle like that again i, I do like my wife's vehicle because it's a hybrid and it's kind of nice getting the the extra gas mileage for sure especially in times of gas prices like now so um Hope that answers your question, Mr. Wetmore, the uh, the host of uh, Nerdy Legion, guest starring uh, Martin Ferretti. Check it out if they ever come out. Um, those guys are busy, and they do a lot of stuff, so I understand why it's not regular. Like Martin does programming on the side he gets invested in crypto he's got he's doing stuff in his yard he's he's got archery i mean he's got hobbies that rotate in and out he buys a lot of comics now so it's like time is precious man it's not that people don't want to create content and have fun doing it it's like is there something better that i need to be doing with my time (laughs) That's what people ask. Like, uh, it's hard to get Geek Brunch Retro together anymore because even though there's three of us, uh, summertime takes Chris almost out uh, entirely because there's something going on on Sundays. And now that Rob's kids are a certain age, they almost have like an activity or birthday party or family over or something every week. Um, so that one's getting hard to fill. Um, the one with Kyle we haven't filled because I got hit with COVID. And then the, the after the two weeks that I was feeling bad, uh, I said, can you record? And he had Father's Day and he's going to spend time with his dad. So hopefully we can record today. But that one's getting sporadic. Uh, the only ones that I sort of can control is the Geek Brunch because Bill is sort of in the mode of almost every other Sunday yes sometimes they don't but then we're usually back on track with the following Sunday and then uh, Mike M's weekly reads those are the only ones that I, I can sort of uh, keep keep going and even on some of them I don't like yesterday I didn't want to record but I, I think that takes me through well I'll do I'll do Nick's last question. 
The one shocking thing about the Eternals is the two separate occasions they reference DC characters, Superman and Batman. What two Marvel characters should they have used? <laughs> well, they could have. Uh, they could have used. Uh, they always say Moon Knight is Batman's. Uh, I've never, ever, ever thought Moon Knight was like Batman. Uh, I, I don't know why. I just never. Even when he was sane, I just he's very different. Yeah, he was rich. Uh, yeah, he had a plane um and kind of frenchy but uh, uh there was always something very different and and bruce wayne had his aliases matches malone and all the other stuff kind of like you know bat like moon knight did but ever since the personality things came and the the craziness uh and more of the conshu stuff uh, he hasn't felt at all like batman um I would say Nighthawk is a lot like Batman. Um, Hyperion and Nighthawk uh, could be uh, replacements. Or you could even throw in Sentry. Uh, although he's kind of whack. But I, I think those would be characters they could have used. Uh, I, they'd probably use Superman and Batman as references. Because somebody would get those references. Whereas if they used Hyperion and Nighthawk... Uh, not too many that those would be inside uh you know references to the people that read comic books squadron supreme or or knew of them nighthawk from the defenders but um yeah you know there wouldn't have been too many people that understood those references and i think when they when they do that kind of thing in a movie they know that the that the world knows who superman and batman is uh the only the only characters that they could probably have said is like spider-man and hulk or you know something in that that realm in terms of popularity but uh in terms of people that like map to those powers you know it's, it's a little tougher they always have thor fighting superman but um you know Superman is very vulnerable if you just get him right in the situation. You have to cater to his weaknesses. You have to have some sun lamps or, you know, to give him the wrong sunlight. Or uh, He's got a lot of weaknesses, whereas, you know, you could take away the hammer from Thor. You could do kind of certain things, but he's going to be powerful. Um, Superman can move the world, though, so it's like <laughs> mess with that. Uh, and then Batman, uh, there's nobody who's more calculated than Batman. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun question. So I'm going to stop there because, um, I only have a few more questions and then I'll have to ask for more, but, uh, I'm running out. I have a few questions from Dallow and then I'll be out. So I'll save those for the the next episode and uh, go from there um, but let's get into the uh, weekly reads oh the other thing I wanted to talk about briefly is uh, Heroes Con went on this week and uh, I really miss it I like I'm 
I, I kind of want to go to the Colorado Springs Con just to go for one day, just to experience it. But that is like 70% Hollywood stuff and not comics. Whereas Heroes Con is like all comics and art and stuff. And uh, I miss the the friends, even though not all of them wouldn't have been there. Like Daryl and Keith wouldn't have been there, and um, I I would have been able to see uh, a f- a few of my friends uh, that that are regular there. But there wouldn't have been the 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 band the like the band wouldn't have been together. Especially if Bill didn't go, forget it. If Bill goes, then my world is complete. Uh, I don't care if anybody <laughs> else goes because. He's like a brother from another mother, so uh, uh, and, and usually we stay in the same room. So uh, yeah, it's hard if Bill doesn't go. Um, <clears throat> it'd be nice to meet Rob, and I, I'd really like to meet Kyle in person. Um, Kirk was there, and I always have fun with Kirk. Um, he he would have been a blast to be with. So yeah, I, I I miss it and I miss the shopping and the that's why I went to the flea market. I just had to get it out of my system just to get something in. <clears throat> but um, yeah, it's a uh, interesting uh, interesting time. So let's get to the weekly reads. Let's go uh, May 16th through May. 22nd uh the things we watched uh i gave moon knight finale a three out of five uh the more i i watched that the less and less i liked it i thought the first episode was near a five out of five for me and then i just started to lose interest um i guess i want the original series back like for my moon knight I want him a little more grounded. <laughs> it was an interesting experiment, and I think they played more with the sanity in that first episode just because the sound would go weird and you didn't know what was going on, and then they started to get away from that as the series went on. But uh, it's probably my overall, my least favorite uh, series on Disney Plus um, by far. And uh, I'm enjoying the hell out of Miss Marvel now. Uh, I didn't think it's even getting me to read the comics now. So that's good. They nailed it with the casting too. Because if you read that first uh, volume of Miss Marvel, <clears throat> the characterizations of the parents, the brother, uh, her friend Bruno, um, her her friend that's Muslim, uh, it's all spot on. Like it's just exactly the way uh, G. Willow Wilson wrote it. Uh, really liking that, and and they do some experiments with filming too, with like emojis and stuff. I like when they're texting each other. I really like that, um, especially in that first episode. They did some crazy shit. Uh, you'd see like some of the conversation going on with the on the signs that were 
uh, near the 24-7 Circle K or whatever it was that was there. Really liked it. Um, the four out of fives were Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I enjoyed that. It's really dark. Definitely Sam Raimi. I like all that, so it was good. Uh, I liked the fight in the light, especially in the opening sequence I, I uh, with that Cthulhu-like octopus-looking eyeball. I, I thought that was phenomenal. Uh, another four out of five is Reservation Dogs. Uh, that is a, a Hulu show uh, about some kids that live on the, the reservation. Uh, it's a comedy, but does have a lot of uh, meaning to it. Um, the characters are amazing. I didn't know I was going to like it after the first episode because they seem like crooks to me. But after I got to know the characters, I was like, I really like these characters. They're incredible. I can't wait for the next season of Reservation Dogs. Uh, the five out of fives were Jessica Jones season two and three. I finished them. I thought they were phenomenal. Uh, I really enjoyed what they did with that character. I, I really miss Jessica Jones. I did get a little bit of her in uh, Devil's Reign. Uh, which was good, and then the Devil's Reign Omega. So uh, I was happy to see that. I know we're going to see her in the Variants comic. Looking forward to that, uh, but I really do like Jessica Jones and what Netflix did with that character and the actress that plays her. Uh, it was fantastic. The other 5 out of 5 was The Good Doctor. I always rate that like a five out of five i think it's a really good series sometimes it takes me some to watch because i'm not into medical dramas but once i get going on that series like me and barb just rifle through it i i, I like it a lot um there were a total of 30 comics that's a decent number red uh four marvel nine image 17 dc uh the three out of fives were ghost cage number one it's a corporation tries to protect energy they provide with the help of an AI and uh, IT employee, uh, and there's a terrorist act that threatens that uh, power um, and energy source. So uh, the IT employee and AI have to uh, go after the terrorists. Uh, we have a three. The next three out of five is Miss Marvel. This is the latest series. The third, three, and four. This series isn't nearly as good as the Miss Marvel. By G. G. Willa Wilson. Um, this one was really decent, but uh, Miss Marvel deals with a doppelganger who is a shapeshifter. That doppelganger came into the universe because one of her cousins uh, was a scientist and sort of tapped into the multiverse and brought over this character that's pretending to be a doppelganger of Miss Marvel. The next three out of five is image number one. This is just an anthology. <clears throat> this wasn't nearly as good to me as the Skybound X anthology. I, I like that one better. The four out of fives uh, were Borello, Bolero number one. <clears throat> this is a woman in a lesbian relationship loses her lover and meets up with a guy who gives her the ability to jump into multiverse bodies of herself. <clears throat> number one was definitely a four out of five but when i read number two it started to lose me so i'm kind of concerned about the series uh the premise really worked good for me but uh this one i wasn't too crazy about skybound x number two rick 
and his wife destroyed by an alien. Uh, he is maybe saved by Andrea. The brother goes to a uh, haunted area and birthright. Uh, Machine Boy tries to save a generator he destroyed. Uh, and a town is super hot because that generator supplied air conditioning. <clears throat> Stillwater focuses on a young boy and his relationship to his cat and grandpa. King Spawn number nine, Spawn finds out more about Simon, uh, Oracle, and Gala, uh, and has to try to save Simon, that's a little boy, from them. The promise uh, of want, bringing Wanda back to life, but he refuses and uh, is taken away from him. Wanda's taken away from him again. That plays a part in King Spawn number 10, too, because I, I read that, but mostly through Terry Fitzgerald's eyes. Scorch number four, there's a Judas among them. Uh, I think it's medieval spawn. Uh, who knows? But uh, the take on the devourer and spawn almost takes out their new ally, the soul crusher. The devourer is like a, a sentinel type being that wants to, is created to destroy, instead of destroy mutants, it's created to destroy spawns. So uh, there you go. Gunslinger spawn number seven. Uh, take on a new werewolf that is hunting him down. Uh, then meets up with Jessica in a bar and gets into a fight that continues into the next issue. Uh, Town called Terror number one. Uh, a rich, immortal Frankenstein man sends kidnappers to get his son from his wife and bring him back to the town of Terror. A Bloodstained Teeth, number one. Uh, one. I really like the concept of this one, and it continues to be the best of the the, the bunch of there. Um, one Born Vampire is creating Sips, uh, which he's not allowed to create, and then he's told by his, the elders that he has to undo his mistakes. You're not supposed to turn uh, humans into vampires, and he's been doing that for money and profit and fame and whatever have you and it's been breaking the rules for years and now he has to undo that the artists uh and colors are pretty phenomenal on there uh legion of monsters number one uh this is Alyssa bloodstone tracks down a monster that is killing teenagers uh something is causing the monsters to go nuts and the legion has to find out why the legion's living like underneath the city of new york consists of uh the Frankenstein monster, Morbius, uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon, uh, um, Jack Russell, Werewolf by Night. Uh, Frankenstein is the one from Frankenstein Unleashed, which ha he had his own comic. Uh, I forget what the lagoon creature's name is. But anyway, uh, it's, it's, it's a fun series. Uh, it has a little bit of humor to it. Archer and Armstrong Forever. Uh, this is a farmer sect. Tries to steal Armstrong's satchel and ends up getting his ear instead. Amazing Spider-Man number one. This takes place after the Beyond arc, which I haven't caught up on yet. Which is, I just jumped into Amazing Spider-Man. But Peter and MJ are on the outs. Uh, Aunt May feels betrayed. Peter's trying to find a job. A war is brewing between Tombstone and the Rose. The Rose being Kingstone's. Kingpin's uh, son. 
We have Martian Manhunter 1 through 3. Uh, this is the ongoing by John Ostrander. Uh, they're done in ones as he goes through uh, many aliases in his life. At the last issue, his partner, who uh, now knows who he is, that he's an alien, uh, is murdered, and he has to find out who that murderer is. Alice Ever After from Boom Studios. I didn't even take credit for that one. Yeah, I didn't. So I had 31 that week. So that's 31 comics. That's good. <coughs> Alice is an adult who is a thief and steals for drugs. Even though her parents are rich, the drug dealer is killed. And uh, how will she return to Wonderland? That's what she uses the drugs for. From DC Comics, uh, 4 out of 5 was Swamp Thing, Volume 7, 5 through 9. Swamp Thing tackles the Suicide Squad and then goes after the corporation that has been trying to experiment on them and has to stop his brother from destroying them. And the, his brother has become a godlike deity too. And it gets into this new Swamp Thing's uh, family in India and uh, his father and his brother and his mom, so you get to know more about them. You got Flash, uh, 768 through 775, annual 2022. Wally wants to give up the Speed Force to Barry and ends up in a multiverse traveling adventure to keep the Speed Force from exploding. The villain behind Sanctuary turns out to be Savitar, a uh, heat wave story about his having cancer and eventually runs into Dr. Fate. So the next week, I didn't even take notes on these, so this be like a lightning round. Uh, this is from uh, May 23rd through May 29th. Uh, what, what I watched was all five out of fives. I saw Top Gun Maverick. I thought that movie was one of the best movies I've, I've seen in a long time, just in terms of fun. Uh, I'm going to have to pause to see if that's a phone call I have. No, it was a solicitor, so I'm back. Uh, I watched all the Indiana Jones movies <clears throat> because I had read uh, a Raiders of the Lost uh, Ark comic book from Dark Horse, an Indiana Jones tale about Atlantis, and I wanted to revisit the films. So I, I watched uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, and Last Crusade, and they're all phenomenal. Just loved them. And then I watched the fourth one, and uh, I love it as well. There were a total of 30 comics, uh, one Valiant, one Scout, 10 Marvel, 12 Kickstarters, four Dark Horse, one AWA, one Ablaze. A lot of Kickstarters coming up because the I went to a new philosophy. I mean, two things I'm trying to do or add to my... So I'm trying to read at least 30 comics a week. I'm trying to add... Uh, epic collections into my workflow so a lot of back issues i'm trying to read kickstarters that arrive and this is the process of reading all the kickstarters that were there <clears throat> that i had at home not the ones that i've already taken to the storage unit but uh and uh reading them as they come in so, uh, like this week alone, I read four, uh, a lot, uh, for one week. Uh, and th this week I had, uh, 12 Kickstarters, uh, that was, uh, 
four Dark Horse, one AWA, one Ablaze. Uh, we have in the three out of fives. We have Frame Window that was that came with a uh, the Ignition uh, Kickstarter, and it was cute, but it was more all ages ages for me, so it was all right. Little small format, just like uh, the format that's in uh, Ignition. <clears throat> Sean Pryor, but Sean Pryor didn't do Frame Window. It's a friend of his. Uh, Lunar Room, that was from Scout Comics, that continues that werewolf type story, a supernatural story and gangsters, gambling, <coughs> fight club type story. <clears throat> Ninja Bimbos versus Zombies, the art of this was really nice, but the story pretty much just straightforward, the title sort of explains itself. Uh, a bunch of strippers in a strip club and a zombie manifestation, and it's the strippers trying to survive. Um, we got Hell Riot. Uh, this was an Everett Hartso. Um, you might say, well, who's Everett Hartso? Well, back in the 90s, he did a lot of Razor and a lot of the Bad Girl comics, and now he's doing a lot of Kickstarters, and uh, we get one about once, once every six months. And uh, this was uh, Hell Riot, uh, which wasn't one of the best, but uh, I really did like it. I'm going to keep up with it, even though I gave it a 3 out of 5. Uh, Daughters of the Lord Satan. This is about abused women uh, that get in with the demon and then they have powers. Um, so uh, yeah, that was, that was decent. I read 1 and 2 of that. I'm going to continue with that one as well. <clears throat> Most of these I will. Kill Count, uh, man, I, it, the first one came out like four years ago, and this one is now. But uh, this one is like a VHS movie, <laughs> a real cheesy one, and I like it a lot. But uh, it, it's just so far apart. I'll, I'll continue with it because I like it, but it's hard to remember what happened in the previous issue. <coughs> Sorry. Got Dust Pirates. Uh, this is a Bob Franz uh, endeavor. I, I support him. This one was a fun uh, romp about two pirates, uh, and it was it was it was fun. I liked it. It was uh, kind of like a deluxe formatted book. I think it was like 68 pages or, or maybe more. Um, it was very entertaining. The banter between the two main characters was good. Uh, liked it. We got Laura and other stories. This was uh, uh, from a blaze. This is a four out of five. So the four out of five started with kill count. Um, a blaze. This is the. Uh, why can't I think of his name? One of my favorite creators, and I can't think of his name. Laura. This is uh, Gilliam March. Man, talk about getting old. COVID brain. Uh, this, The only thing I didn't like about that is 1 and 2 were sort of the Laura stories. And um, number 3 was more or less... Um, non-Laura stories, so that featured the other stories, and I actually like the Laura stories better, so 
the Laura stories were more like a five out of five, and this one was a four out of five. They were kind of like the other stories. There was like three stories in this one. We had Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. We talked about how this uh, book uh, drew me in to watch all the movies again on Paramount, which was good because they're leaving Paramount, I think, at the end of this month. <clears throat> so I got them all in before. Uh, we have Gunwork, number one. This was a Bonnie and Clyde type uh, interracial couple uh, that uh, went against the boss. And it was a really good romp. Uh, the art was good, so it took place in the 30s slash 40s, I think, is the time frame. The Catch, number two. This was uh, Athena Voltaire creator and... Uh, this was a really good one, too. I, I have to seek out where I dropped number three and read that. Uh, we have Sister Mercy. Um, this is one of those nun ones uh, that's pretty violent and adult. And uh, it's kind of like a post-apocalyptic world where one of the priests runs uh, the uh, the world, sort of, and has all the power. And he captured the main superior nun. And uh, Sister Mercy is after to try to retrieve her, the mother that trained her sort of thing. <clears throat> we have a uh, Ignition. This is kind of like a speed racer. Uh, interesting story because uh, it's it's uh, African-American uh, race car driver that loses her career because she hits her competitor which is a justified hit but she does it in front of the media so she's banned from doing races even though she ran the way she got the medal taken away from her she then became more of a trainer on the side and then has to run a a organ i can't remember if it's a heart or a lung to uh it transported across country and meet it in a certain deadline. So she has to do it like the need for speed there. And uh, <clears throat> so Ignition was really enjoyable. A matter of fact, uh, when I received it, I didn't. I thought it was going to be more like not like all ages and I wasn't going to get into it. But I read it and I really liked it. And I know I didn't support issue three. So I immediately tweeted to Sean Pryor and I said, is there any way you can hook me up, brother? Hook me up with a number three because I, I this this is this is the best book I've read from Sean Pryor. I I really like this this book, and um, I want to get that finale. I I, I really want it, so uh, I'll I'll do what I have to take uh, to to get it. I, I want to see what happens. Got Defenders uh, 42 through 50. Absolutely love this. This is the uh, Keith Giffen. Uh, stuff um, it's interesting because when he inks itself it looks more Kirby when other inkers come in over him it looks like another style but his inkers really drive the look and feel of the book so I don't know if his pencils are like really loose because I'm used to like Keith Giffen in modern days doing breakouts and the breakouts are really loose so then the inker comes and he doesn't really have to tell the story because the breakout breakdowns did it for him, but he has to put all the detail in in drawing. 
so uh, <clears throat> but this is the defenders um, that deal with uh, the Red Guardian she gets has to go back to Russia and she gets involved with a uh, a new a guy who's dumping uh, nuclear sewage in, into Atlantis and he's becoming like a nuclear god and he wants Red Guardian to be his wife so he's possessed her <clears throat> the defenders have to go get her and then it deals with Valkyrie going to college and uh, Nighthawk uh, getting busted up by I can't remember who busted him up but uh, he doesn't even have a rocket pack anymore and the Hulk is still around and he hates water and he has to deal with Submariner and <laughs> he's still like a one of the most powerful beings in the, the whole Marvel Universe and he acts has the brain of a child so it's like how do you keep that under control um, it, it's a really good story and Hellcat's now a member she got merged in because she was an Avenger and then all of a sudden she was in an adventure and then they they had lost uh, a couple members Luke Cage they were paying and he said I can't deal with you, your shit anymore I don't like this team shit and he left and Doctor Strange left. Uh, he almost died. He was dead, and he was a like a villain for a, a small instance because he got possessed by a crystal. But yeah, it was a, a fun arc. <clears throat> they picked up Hellcat, so we got Patsy Walker there. Um, Barbara, um, her which is Valkyrie, her husband has uh, now become. Uh, an agent of shield so you got, you got an arc in there where you have some Nick Fury and stuff going on uh, that's that's really entertaining um, yeah it's just uh, it's a blast I really like um, the the defenders I gotta get back on it I uh, have my mood swings and uh, I've been getting into like Miss Marvel and reading a lot of Wolverine uh, I'm reading Wolverine in the Epic Collection, the uh, Mandapore stuff, and by far the Mandapore run is becoming my favorite Wolverine of of all time. Like I, I just <sighs> Busema on Wolverine. Like I, I didn't realize how much I liked him until this second round through. Like I, I, I didn't think a lot of it in the past. But uh, eleven o'clock comics got into that in the book of the month club, and I, I just decided to to join and start reading, even though they've covered the whole thing at my own pace. And uh, I, I've been in, really enjoying the ride, and uh, that's the epic collection that I'm trying to. Uh, what what I'd like to do, but I can't get myself to part with it <clears throat> and go through this strategy. But I, I do want to have this strategy in in future, uh, you know, years closer to retirement. Is uh, read a collection and then get rid of the collection. In other words, sell that. And uh, right now it's like psychologically hard. It's probably going to be psychologically hard when I do it. Um, but I don't know. To, to part with this stuff that you love so much is, is tough.
So, uh, back on track. Nightmare number one. This was an Anne Nascente. Uh, Nightmare being the Doctor Strange villain. And uh, really like this comic book. Uh, I picked up one through four, and I read issue one, and I really liked it. So that was cool. Um, all right. I'm back, and uh, we were talking about Nightmare, and then Crimson Cage is that wrestling supernatural book from AWA. I read number two. That's still a four out of five. I really like that one. As a matter of fact, AWA, I haven't read anything that I haven't liked. Uh, Bloodshot, 50-year uh, 50 project or 50 project was a... Um, what is that? comics for creators fund i can't remember what it's called but that's what this was uh it was it was to earn money to support the the creators that can't help themselves in retirement so um this was mostly an art celebrating all the artists on the bloodshot covers uh and then in the back it was revisiting uh the Dwayne swernowski uh, Bloodshot issue one, so that that was fun revisiting it. But that was that week, and then let's get into the final week. Um, I gave uh, this is for May 30th through June 5th. So if I do one next week of three weeks, I'm getting close to being on track. Uh, it'll be interesting. <clears throat> but um. I have to get like a, like a cough throat drop because uh, I'm getting really raspy because I'm talking so much. The four out of five was the Lost City that was playing on Paramount Plus and uh, that featured uh, uh, God dang I can't Channing Tatum and uh, Sandra Bullock and that was kind of. Uh, Felt like a Romancing the Stone. Um, if you ever watched Romancing the Stone back in the day, that it was sort of like that. Uh, it, I was entertained. Uh, Brad Pitt was also in it. He was really good in it. He wasn't in it as long as I'd like, but uh, I like I like Brad Pitt. Um, the five out of fives were Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, uh, completing my runs of all the Indiana Jones books. Uh, the Mule, I watched for the second time, uh, Clint Eastwood. It, it, it's weird, because the older I get, I, I just want to sit there and watch old Clint Eastwood and uh, Liam Neeson, uh, because they're these old action stars, and I want to watch all these old men, like, Clint Eastwood will throw one punch in a movie now, and I'm like, yeah, you're a badass motherfucker. But uh, I I like uh, The Mule a lot. Uh, it, it's where he is near broke, and he is a uh, a guy that uh, that his occupation is growing specific plants and uh, flowers and stuff. What do they call them? Huh? No, not daylilies. They grow plants. What are they called? Herbatologists? What are they called? Herb horticulturist. Thank you. Barb for the save. He's a horticulturist that 
<clears throat> can't support his employees anymore, has his house being taken away from him on the bank, and uh, uh, he's got a divorced wife, a daughter that won't talk to him, a granddaughter that's getting married, and uh, she wants to get to know her grandfather more, and she invites him to the wedding, and that causes him, like, you know, at least the get-together before the wedding, and that causes a stir. And during that reception, he meets a guy, and he's like, are you hard up on money? Because he sees all the stuff in the trucks. So I'll give you a job, and all you have to do is do what you do now, drive. And he doesn't know what he's driving, but he's driving drugs for a Mexican cartel, and uh, that turns out it's a really good movie. Highly recommend it. I think you can catch that one on uh, HBO Max. Uh, the comics read this week wasn't 30. Uh, disappointing 16. Uh, three Zenoscope, seven Marvel, one Image, one Cosmic Time, one Behemoth, three Antarctic Press. We have Skybound X, uh, number three, uh, just continuing uh, the... Uh, Rick Grimes 2000 or whatever the heck it's called where he's it's a funny take on aliens and if aliens started the zombie manifestation uh, something that he always joked about because that's what got him the job at image is he they said you're just doing a zombie book uh, we don't want it and he goes well what well then you find out later that aliens caused the zombie outbreak and then Jim Valentino was like Huh, I think you got a, something on there. And then uh, as the book was going on, um, I think Jim was waiting. Well, when are the aliens going to get introduced? And it started off like really low sales, like in the thousands. And uh, the book just grew. It, it did something that no comic has done before. It just, oh, 3,000 copies. And now it's selling 6,000 copies. And now it's... 8,000 copies, it grew an audience, and uh, it just kept building, and, and by the time that they realized what was happening, uh, I think Valentino just stopped asking the question, because he's like, I don't care, your 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 book is uh, has a cult following, and it's doing something that most comics can't do, most comics start off selling well, like with number one, and then they just drop in sales as the numbers get higher and higher. And Walking Dead was a phenomenon because as the numbers got higher and higher, more people jumped on and more people bought trades to catch up. And those trades fed hardcovers and people wanted the hardcovers. And those hardcovers dealt into omnibuses. And it just was a money-making franchise that was so popular it got a TV show. Uh, several TV shows, so yeah, they. Uh, this is him playing with the idea. When he was done with Walking Dead, well, maybe then I can take that joke and put it in another book, and that's where Rick Grimes 2000 comes from. <coughs> Sorry, uh, from Blood number three. This is a super soldier gets out of prison with the help of his friends and is hunted for his abilities. We learn his friend injected him with more chemicals to get rid of the cancer uh, on purpose because he fell uh, for his wife. So the his best friend, 
fell for his wife and then gave him more super soldier serum which gave him the cancer but gave him powers and then it got rid of his cancer but um this series is from uh cosmic times and uh it's by zach bassett who i'm a huge fan of who drew my comic which i feel bad because it's not out there yet and he did all that work I, he was paid, <laughs> so I don't feel bad that he wasn't paid. I feel bad because his work hasn't been seen yet, and I, that's another thing. Before I learned guitar, Nick, I got to get my comic published. So, exciting comics is a superhero anthology, uh, an Antarctic, and there's usually like four stories, and I usually like them all. Um, this one. Uh, had like nowhere man and a couple of other things and uh i really enjoyed almost every story that was in this anthology this series is just fun like it, it uh horror comics exciting comics planet comics um jungle comics those are all comic book series i really like from antarctic press i'll continue to buy them i really enjoy them spider punk is uh an edge of the spider verse kind of thing uh this is if in another world if uh Sp spider-man was a, a punk rocker and he hung out with captain anarchy which is like the Cap captain america knockoff and they were there to take on craven and the hunters in this anarchist uh, world we have Punisher 1 and 2. The Punisher is leading the hand at this time and is manipulated by this main hand priestess who is bringing back Punisher's wife. And I think she might have promised to bring back his kids as well. And he's working for the hand. Uh, we have some more Defenders, 51 and 53. These deal with more of the Namor Atlantis uh thing with the red guardian and uh Ser sergi i think is the guy the russian deity that becomes this nuclear god um that's where i'm at in the defenders uh we had electra 100 electra takes on typhoid mary um this kind of plays into the dark rain i read it out of order of course but um i just finished dark rain just recently really good uh mini series and a uh, cool, cool story beautiful art just had a great cover and great backups and i, I loved it had an anasenti story i'm so into anasenti type stories i, I love anasenti <clears throat> until my knuckles bleed this is like a sin city type story uh it feels like that it's an ex-superhero works as a bouncer at a strip club uh, i loved every second of this um I highly recommend this series. This is from Behemoth, and uh, I loved it. And, I, and there's a one-shot in the latest previews. Uh, this arc had only three issues. I, I just hope they keep publishing this world. I, I love it. Absolutely love it. It's, it's The art style is between a Frank Miller and a Darwin Cook. So if you like that, I think you'll really like this series. All Guts, No Glory, 1 through 3. This is a Xenoscope book. Uh, this was a lot of fun. By the way, the 5 out of the five out of 5 started with uh, Electra 100, 
uh, until my knuckles bleed and all guts no glory. Uh, the two cleaners that clean up after after uh, monsters are captured and killed, they're, so they actually work for monster hunters. Uh, and they get involved with an innocent vampire that was bitten by an unattractive vampire singer. He's like a really, he's like the sing, the John Lovitz singer and uh, uh, wedding singer. They even draw him like John Lovitz, you know, fat and <clears throat> a ridiculous type singer. But he's got that uh, Kavorka thing going on where. He's a vampire, so he has that allure. He can draw women in. He, he he doesn't seem to have the ability to do it for all women, but middle-aged housewives is where his focus is, and it works. Um, but he bit this innocent young vampire, and these two cleaners are trying to help her. So um, it's a really good comic. I, I gave it a 5 out of 5. There are three issues uh, hopefully there's going to be more. Hopefully there'll be another um, story arc on these guys. Uh, another three issues. It plays into the the man, goat, and bunny man uh, world. So if you loved man, boat, uh, man, goat, and bunny man, you will dig this book a lot. It, it plays into that. Uh, so the <clears throat> again we we covered books from. May 16th all the way to uh, June 5th and the only five I gave a lot of four out of fives but uh, the only five out of fives for those three weeks were Electra 100 until my knuckles bleed number one and all guts no glory number one through three so um, thank you for listening you've been listening to Mike M's weekly reads uh, you can reach me at geekbrunchpodcast.com. Uh, you can click the like button on Facebook, searching for Geek Brunch uh, Podcast, uh, and follow all the episode threads there. The best way to reach me and send me questions for the show, which I will call you out and read your question, is at Mike Myers Brunch. And um, you can also get a hold of me on mail at mike at comicbooknoise.com. So thank you for listening, and hopefully we'll be back next week or probably the week after with another three weeks of material, and I'm slowly catching up to real time. So uh, hopefully after a certain point in time, the episodes might be shorter, but I'm only covering one week and uh, can talk about the week specific. Uh, So we'll be talking to you soon, and thank you for listening. And remember, if you have another podcast that can fill my time that's non-structured and has good hosts and banter and goes off on tangents, I I have a spot to fill because one of the podcasts I listen to uh, is going uh, AWOL. Um, they're going to go to a Nerdy Legion schedule, which you never know when you're going to get. So um, I need to get another podcast. So... I have something in the rotations for my morning walk and drives to work. So uh, let me know. I'll talk to you later. Take care and bye-bye.